Listener Production. On today's edition of Footy Talk, we have Nick Rewalt live in the studio and he's got a take on booing and he would know all about that. Cusey is going to jump in to join us to chat Carlton and all other fans starting to get a bit edgy and we'll play a small version of Real Talk Shit Talk. That's all up next on Footy Talk. You're listening to today's edition of Footy Talk on this Tuesday, the 9th of May, and joining me every Tuesday as he does. But today's a special day because Nick Rewalt is live in the studio. Good to see you, buddy. How are you, mate? You're in town for a few days? A couple of days. Uh, it's harvest time out at Cobram Estate, so uh, back to, to pick some olives um, and turn them into olive oil and... And I'll be on my way again, Joey. So good to see you. I forgot, I've missed you, mate. Forgot you're a bit of a celebrity chef these days or whatever you're doing <laughs> after winning MasterChef and, and got some bits and pieces too. But nice to have you. You still look terrific. So going well. Good to see you. Good to see you. Hey, let's get straight into the footy action because there's plenty to talk about, as there always is, on a Tuesday. But I want to start with the uh, strange footage that we saw of Matt Rowell uh, before the game on the weekend, eating grass. They showed him down, hunched over. He rubbed the grass in his hands, and we thought that's fine, you know, just getting yeah. a feel for it. And then he he went and ate the grass, and apparently that's his pregame ritual that he's done for every game, and it's finally been caught on camera. And it led me to think about some rituals and pregame routines, and you had one of the most famous pregame rituals and routines where you would run a marathon before we even started the game. Yeah, oh, look, that's gotten that. There's a bit of mayo on that. That's got grown legs over the years. But um, eating grass is the strangest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and there's well, some strange rituals. going There around. are some strange rituals. That that's number one. That's the weirdest <laughs> one I've ever heard. What is he doing? I don't know. Like, I've heard of like you know I think you know 70s and 80s players might have smoked a bit of grass before the game. But <laughs> eating grass, yeah, isn't that what your dog does when he's a bit crook in the guts? Don't dogs eat grass, like that eat grass or help them yeah. sort of digest yeah. them? Oh, come on, Rowley. Oh. What is that? Is there a bit of look at me about that? No, no, I think it's complete opposite. I think he's just a footy nuffy that's like, from my understanding, he's a grass, bit different. Joey. He's obsessed with because he's going to the venue. He's actually like taking in. Becoming the, one with the venue. Yeah, I reckon it's great. i got no issue with it. We've had, great, some, we've had some strange. Eating the grass. Yeah, I've got no problems with it. <laughs> Does it really matter? No, oh. it doesn't matter. It's just weird. Hey, he's playing some great footy too. Oh, so he's a beauty. He, he Oh, you'd, hey, you'd love him to, He's on your team. He's to, a star. Yeah, that's right. But you were a bit of a stickler. You had a very, oh, very yeah. strict pregame ritual crazy. routine. Yeah. I was horrible to be around, not just game day, but for probably the 48 hours leading up to a game. Mm. But, but uh, yeah, that was just my way, I guess, to get in the zone. So I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to no, criticize no. really. Yeah. You know, you do what you do to get yourself in the in the right frame of mind. But yeah, I was I was horrible game day. And you used to drive me mad yep. in uh, in the, the build up to games, chuckling, laughing. Thing in the in the change rooms, and I was you know being Captain Grumpy, serious head walking around, and then deliberately kicking it at my feet in the warm up. So I'd you know well no, you, I did do you, that. You used to do that every week. Well, because you used to get cranky when you, and when we got towards the end of our careers, and we played in a team that wasn't very good. A lot of balls went over your head or at your feet in mm. a game. So I wanted to get you into that mindset. <laughs> so pre-game we always did kick yeah. the kick together, and I would deliberately kick one ball over your head yeah. and one ball at your feet. It took you a while to catch on yeah, that I was doing it, it deliberately. I think it probably took me a couple of years. <laughs> Because I wanted you to realise that it's going to happen in a game. There's yeah. nothing wrong with going to chase a ball that went over your head. So I did get some good laughs myself and the uh, the um, the runner, Josh, were the ones that were onto it. Oh, and we everyone knew. was just watching the end and watching me <laughs> steam coming out of my but ears. But anyway, that was a bit of fun. Pre 
pre-game rituals. Do you remember any teammates can stand out oh. that had the weirdest one? I remember Max Hudson always used to have to go and rub out what was written on the whiteboard. Yeah, he would. He'd before, wait till after the coaches' meeting. And he would go and rub out stuff rub, that was written. Rub, just, he'd pick a number <laughs> yeah. or a letter. He'd go and rub it out with his finger. That was weird. Yeah. Andrew McQualter was – well, it wasn't weird, but that used to make me nervous. He would wait until – the very last minute to get changed. Yep. Like there we'd be go out in three minutes, boys, and you'd look across and he's just sitting there still fully clothed yeah. in his tracksuit. Um yeah. yeah, I I I was always too much in my own head to realise what was going on. What anyone else was doing. Well we had a great ritual. We had about five of us used to go hang out in the physio room, have a yeah. joke and a laugh and just relax and get in the mood. Um but anyway, whatever works for everyone, but that Rally. was interesting with Good Matty Rowe. Good luck to him. Oh, I think he's a beauty and he's playing some awesome footy as well. Hey, and a bit more of a serious note from that game, the Gold Coast Melbourne game. The Jacob Van Ruyen or Royan incident, he gets called Rude. Do you hear me? He gets the Rude. Yeah. You okay with that? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> well Mark Rusciuto was Rude yeah, and then had a turn and now it's his turn. He gets even though his name's Royan. Yeah, they call him the Rue. Up to the, you know, nickname. But um, what have you made of this? Tri- he's going to go to the tribunal yep. tonight because he's been given a two-week suspension. I think it's for striking, for basically attempting to spoil a ball, missing it, and copping a player across the neck. I know you're, you know, you're big um, yeah. onto the concussion side of things, but is this going too far? It wasn't a strike. Yeah, it was a, it was a football action. So I, th- I think he has to get off. Yeah. Um, so we can, uh, like, this is just a, this is just a classic example of the outcome sort of dictating the, the result. We've got to get on a best. So I just want to touch on a few other incidents from the tribunal. So Nick Newman and Brad Close are also going to appeal their bans. I think it'll be hard for Nick Newman. Brad Close was a, a dangerous tackle that is boring on really unlucky, but I think for consistency's reasons and the way we're going with this, uh, he might be unlucky, but, gee, it's a fine line. And then some Swans and Collingwood players got fined for the Malay. Um what he's meant to do, though, if you're Josh Dacos, Jordan Dugowie, you're around the mark, you're there, player starts going after Nick Dacos, you've almost got, you've got no, to fly the flag, got to fly the flag even though no you know choice. it's going to come out of your hip pocket. Yeah, it's always fun, I think, to watch those reviews um, post because you realise the blokes are a little bit tight. You know, they're, they're the ones yes. that t- just tend to hesitate a little yeah. bit. And you know the, oh, no. the dollar signs are just going through their head, but no, well, you've got no choice. Yeah. That's why the bloke who insta- instigates it should always get more, which yeah. I think Papley did. He did, yeah, Papley yeah. did. But, yeah, there is that split moment where you know, oh, no, it's I have to go me. in here. It's, it's going to cost, cost me some money. Um, I want to ask about uh, Adam Chera. He was on record yesterday. We didn't get the chance to talk about it on Footy Talks about – if they don't play finals, it's not necessarily a fail. Mm. I want to tie this back to Giannis Antetokounmpo in the NBA. The Milwaukee Bucks were the number one seed to get through to the finals. They got knocked out the first round, and he was asked the same question, was it a failed season? He got very defensive, saying there's no such thing as a failed year. What's your take yeah, on Yeah, I mean, footy, we deal in absolutes, don't, don't we? So even, you know, the external view, I think, of the, the years when we played in grand finals and didn't and didn't win, you know, that, that was sort of deemed as a failure. So, look, I understand because we talk about week to week, you can, you can lose a game of footy and go forward as a group. Yep. So over the course of a year, can you not achieve what you wanted to over the course of a year and still go forward as a group? Of course you can. But I just thought this early in the year to go, to go down that path – Given given the expectation on Carlton, I think in, internally they would have all expected to be sort of pushing top four this year, particularly even the way they started the season. So I just thought it was a, a mechanism to maybe take the pressure off internally, which I, I didn't like it. I, I, I didn't like it. I agree. I, like I, th- I, I think you've still got to be – 
providing the message. I hope the messaging internally is different to what he he, he spoke about externally. Yeah. Um, because you know, I just think it creates an creates an out. Yeah. Um, for the group, which you know. Is, is not one that I think – I think it's a pretty flimsy out. So you'd rather them embrace the expectations yeah, and say, right, we're not playing anywhere near the best we can. We That's know right. we've got a whole nother level to go to, and we still expect by the end of the year yep. that we will be a finals force and, and, a, and a contender. Because you're not – like, footy's a business. We know that. You're not just speaking to your group. You're speaking to your supporter base as yep. well. And I know some Carlton people who hated it. Yeah. So, yeah, I embrace embrace the expectation and, and um, improve. Well, what was fascinating um, being at that game Friday night was Carlton fans booing their own team mm. at three quarters of time, which was fascinating, and then a lot of them leaving as well. So they are frustrated. We might get Husey in to have a chat and uh, and maybe get his take, a mad Carlton man who maybe can just give us a bit of a feel for what the Carlton supporters are really feeling because they are that. passionate. And it's different this year because they had expectation this That's year. Right. So I think the previous years, maybe they were, you know, not as uh, not as excited, but we'll get Husey in after this. But talking of booing, Rui, the other serious topic and the, and the big topic coming out of the weekend was the booing of Buddy Franklin, the Collingwood-Sydney game, the Collingwood supporters booing one of the all-time greats. I want to ask you this first of all because I can recall you getting booed a fair bit in your career. What's your take on the You got booed, didn't you? Yeah, I chose. I chose in my mind to to believe that they were saying "rude" <laughs> instead of "boo." But uh, yeah, I got booed a fair bit. That's you know whatever. That's it didn't worry me. Did you I find always, it disrespectful? Did you ever uh, sort of go, like, on a couple of occasions? Yeah, there was one in particular, two thousand and ten Grand Final when we weren't even playing. When uh, the day before the game, the parade, the parade, I got booed pretty much booed off the stage at the parade by the uh, coincidentally the Collingwood. Cohort. Actually, we've got some audio. Oh, of that. do. Yes. Uh, all right, let's take a listen to you at the grand final parade, getting up, getting introduced by the great Craig Willis. Yep. Day before the grand final. So nice sign of respect there. That's great. Sort of, we just look around and have a laugh because it's just you know we're used to our supporters doing that sort of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. I love when our supporters do that. So that is one of the more infamous uh, booing episodes, I think. Getting, I don't know if that happened every year to every other um, I don't, captain getting I up. I the don't day. know. <laughs> I don't, well, it didn't happen the year before um, when uh, we played Geelong. No, it didn't, did it? Uh, but interesting that the you know Pendles and Betty Johnson, they loved it. <laughs> yeah, they loved it. It's so we've come a long. We've come di- a long way in thirteen years. It's a different Collingwood now. It's a yeah, different Collingwood. We, we have club. come a long way. Yeah. Oh, look, I. I like, I think it's inevitable that players are going to continue to get booed throughout this year because we know what the herd mentality is like. So, oh, look, I, I think, you know, we all certainly hope it doesn't keep happening to Buddy. Um, interesting the word sort of champion of the game getting thrown in. Does that mean that we can boo players that aren't champions? I, th- I think it's impossible to find consistency in the way we address this because Carlton were booing their own team, yeah. you know? So do we, do we just have a blanket? We don't like booing everywhere. Like, where... Where does it start and where does it stop? Well, this is why I think it's it's topical because I, I agree. I think booing personally is very bogan and very immature, yeah. but I get that some people do it. I don't know why, and I don't even know if they know why. I suppose the question is why are they picking on certain players? So I get you can boo, but why Horn Francis? Why Buddy Franklin? Mm. You know, that's the big question. It, 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 that's where everyone's trying to figure out, and no one's been able to get an answer because I think the majority of people that boo don't even know why they're booing. They're, they're just going along and, and copying the, the A couple the do mentality. it. A couple join in, yeah. and then and then it snowballs Some and snowballs do it for different and reasons. snowballs. And the, and the reasons are, are, are many and varied. Yeah. Um, you know, Horn Francis is the obvious one. Uh, but Buddy, I think because – Why is Horn Francis – Well, I, I, I think because – Why do boo him? Well, I, I – 
I, well, I, th- I think it's obvious is because they think he's a bit of a, you know, yeah. um, you know, prima donna on one year and I'm going home. Yeah. You know, not I don't share that view and why you would boo on that basis I, I don't get. But then a couple do it and then it, you know, it becomes a bit of a thing. thing yeah. And and that that's how it snowballs. The buddy one, you know, he's a champion of the game, obviously. Yeah. Um, that happens across the board, I think, to, to, to great players. Not every week, but I think it, it, it's happened. I mean, um, not calling myself great at the game, but I, I think that's probably why the opposition targeted me. I think it's why they targeted, you know, Gary Ablett Jr. at times. Yes, absolutely. Um, Gary Ablett Jr. is getting booed. So, yeah. look, I, the reasons are many and varied. I don't I, – I, if I took my kids to the game and they started doing it, they'd, they'd get a clip. <laughs> yeah, you know, that, that's where I stand yeah, on it. That's true. I didn't get too many boos. A soft no one, clip. No one you know, cared a, about A proverbial me. clip. But, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> not a, <laughs> I don't, not don't, a don't come at me as a <laughs> I'll get a clip. Hey, um, before we take a break and we'll get Hughesy in the chat a bit more about Carlton, I want to take a, uh, ask you about um, something about leadership because Zach Merritt was on the couch last night. He had very interesting comments to make about his leadership style and how Coach Brad Scott has helped him progress as a leader. Where do you sit now with your leadership? Uh, I'm still learning. I think it was certainly something early that I was very black and white and it probably annoyed me and then in turn annoyed a lot of my teammates at times. But Did they give you feedback on that? Yeah, there was some direct feedback and I learnt probably the hard way getting pushed out as a leadership group, mm-hmm. but um, I took it on board, adjusted a little bit, um, at times doubled down on the way I was as well. It wasn't all about... You know, it was a bit of give and take as well. Um, I think in turn players probably respected a little bit the way I actually doubled down on the way I go about it and my strengths and not just folding to the pressure of, you know, connecting and and being more caring and all those things that come with it. So I found it fascinating, Rui, that a couple of years ago his leadership style saw him out of the leadership group because he was probably, as he said, too blunt, too black and white. Now he's the captain of a footy club who are playing a really strong, you know, identifiable brand of footy with a, a strong leader. How does it work in regards to leaders tailoring the way they are for the playing group or should the playing group come on board with the style of leaders that are at the football club? It's hard, to, take? It's hard to fake how you are as a leader. Yep. So I think how you are is how, how you are and clearly uh, the Essendon group has responded much, much better to this style of leadership. I mean, last year we saw uh, – we had Dyson Heppel come on um, to on the couch uh, about, about the same time last year when the Bombers were under all sorts of pressure and defending the the light, fluffy, you know, the yep. laughing sort of jovial environment that was criticised, yep. um, saying, no, this is, this is what we do, this is how we do it. Well, there's a hard edge at the Bombers this year, clearly, with Brad Scott and, and now Zach Merritt, and, and how have they responded? They were playing a bit better. Exactly. Yep. So, I, look, I, 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 I think we went too far. Um, as well, I think on the back of the Richmond stuff and the vulnerability piece, I think everyone started to shift that way. And you know, it's copycat league, but I think there's still a place for the hard edge. I mean, look at look at St Kilda, the accountability sort of model that Ross Lyon implements. What what Essendon have been able to do, how they've been able to turn it around this year, and clearly they've responded better to that the hard edge than the um you know than the you know carrot. Yeah, John Longmire style has taken Sydney to a yep. grand final probably before their time, etc. The list goes on. I, I agree with you. Hey, we will take a break because I want to get Hughesy in. We want to get the Carlton oh, yeah. feel about what's Should going on at the footy club. It's like really gym. It's roll him up. I don't know we need to do much to do that, but we'll get him in here. You're listening to Footy Talk, and we'll be back after this with Hughesy and a bit of real talk, shit talk.
You're listening to Footy Talk. If you're listening on the Apple Podcast, Spotify or Listener, please leave us a review or rating. New episodes every day at lunchtime. And Rui, we said we'd get him in. Husey, welcome to Footy Talk. Mad Carlton supporter. You love America too. You are just talking about Rui. You're a big fan of the States. He knows I'm a big fan of the States. So I love all the sport in America. I love the way they package it up and they, they know how to do it right, don't they, Rui? They do. It's a, good, it's a good product. I feel like you've come in with an axe to grind today. Well, I heard you in the outside there talking, Carlton. Yeah. yeah. Well, how do you feel? Uh, I, I, danger signs for me started in a pre-season game. <laughs> <laughs> I saw us play against Sydney in a pre-season game yeah. and we played differently to we played last year. When we, well, Vossi's first year, the, all the players were trying to impress him and they were going as hard as in the pre-season games. And it, it started and it went and it bled over into the season and they should have made finals. They Absolutely shat the bed yep. at the end of last year. It was horrific. <laughs> uh, and so I thought what happened against Collingwood in that round 23 game mm. would fire them up. That's what I thought too. And it hasn't. Mm. They have ignored what happened. They have not used that as fuel and we are where we are and we are in so, trouble. So when you heard Adam Chera's comments as a fan, like if we oh, yeah. don't make finals, it's not a failure. He was we're... talking about connections. As long yeah. as you make connections at the yeah. club, how did, you make make you, how did that make you feel? <laughs> how did that make you feel? Carlton haven't played finals since 2013. Yeah. We mm. haven't played, we haven't been top four since the year 2000. Yeah. That is 23 years. Mm. So 23 years we've had no chance to win a grand final. Yep. But you could get connections out of this There's year. some connections. <laughs> they, they, the players get to catch up. You know, they've all paid off their houses. So it's great. Uh, I can imagine the frustration. Now, I, there's a there's a pretty high-profile Carton supporter WhatsApp group that yeah. you all talk about. How, how's the conversations been like on the WhatsApp group? It's not good. It's, most of them have dropped off because they can't handle the negativity. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the most yeah. vocal? Uh, Martin Pakula. Oh, Rui. <laughs> caught up with Martin. You just said you bumped yeah, in. You spoke to Martin yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah so Martin, who was a former minister in the uh, state government. Uh, Do but, you agree with that, Rui? Oh, very, very brief <laughs> chat about business and a very long <laughs> chat about the footy. <laughs> in, in all his time, uh, I've, he's been in the group. He's spent most of his time thinking about Carlton. So <laughs> when the state was in lockdown, he was mainly focused on Carlton. And he still is. He's yeah. no longer in the government. He's retired. But, yeah, he... He's he could be more negative than I am, which is saying something. <laughs> How often does uh, the well, very very obviously um, topical conversation was Ross Lyon and his connection yeah. to Carlton? Is that that comes up? Its and, head? Uh, no, it, look, I and I put my hand up where I look. I, I've always been amused by Ross Lyon, and I know you guys have always, you two in particular, have always talked up his coaching abilities, and you know that he's got something special about him. And mm. is it fair to say, isn't it? Yes, you both have accurate. said that. That's yep. accurate. And I did not take that on board enough. <laughs> Martin Bakula took that on board. He was he was massive on getting Ross Lyon as the Carlton coach, and yep. I wasn't as yeah whatever. I was a bit of a whatever. Yeah. And yeah, now. It's looking like maybe. He was I mean, Vossi right. can clearly coach, though. I mean, you look at the form that Carlton were in last year. They're, they're, they're just, I think, in a bit of a funk. I mean, you've you've got to. Well, I don't know, mate. We're do about to find faith? out. Yeah, do right. you have we're faith? about to find out. Yeah. And the, the Carlton team, and I don't know why Ross, why Vossi is not going harder on those players. I, there's been enough of being positive. That it's. They were terrible against Brisbane. The third quarter was a disgrace. They looked like they'd given up. Mm. 
And it happens too much at Carlton. It's it happened for the last two decades. When it gets tough, the Carlton team just fold, and that's why we've never won anything or looked like winning anything for two decades. I would imagine he'd be going pretty hard, Vossi, behind so. closed doors. I would doors. hope so. Um, and I publicly you support your players, but I think behind closed doors he's got a hard edge about yeah. him. Well, he, he, we want it, they want to show it on the field yep. because, mm. I mean, it's easy for me to say I'm a supporter, obviously, but we've, we've, we've supporters have suffered. Yeah. Oh, I, can, I can see it. Maybe the players are carrying the weight. You've of aged all these 10 years, Hughesy, since I last saw you. I've only been gone four months. <laughs> it's a massive game against the Bulldogs. It's just lucky there's always next week, but we've got to come out. We have yeah. to beat oh, the gosh. Western Bulldogs on Saturday. And night. that's why we love the footy, because there's every <laughs> chance there's every Jeez, chance Carlton come out and Charlie and Harry kick ten between them. There you beat go. the Bulldogs well, and back. everyone says, oh, they're, oh, back. they're back. This is the blues we expect. It only takes one week easy. It, we will be back. If we beat the Bulldogs, we're all <laughs> yes. back on board. And we'll be pumping them up and We saying, will pump them up, yeah. all right? Yeah. So we're, we're never gonna leave. Yeah. But I tell you what, it's been torturous. <laughs> Testing the patience. <laughs> hey, a couple of other topics, and you can join in while we've got you here, Hughes. It's our version of Real Talk Shit mm. Talk, Rui. Friday night doubleheader this weekend because of Mother's Day. So they're playing one less game on Sunday, which is nice. Mm. But Thursday night should be here to stay. Yes. Real Talk Shit Talk. Oh, Hughes, real. Yeah, real. Oh, Thursday night, let's yeah. play. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, there's... Just play footy on a Thursday There's night. Nothing else good enough worth putting on to. There's on nothing clear on air. <laughs> and, and don't cannibalise <laughs> games against each other. A bit of clear air. So you go yes. Thursday, Friday, yeah. perfect. Yeah. Absolutely. All year. Yeah. We love it. Fair enough. But it'll start early on a Friday night anyway. 7.50 is too late on a Friday yes, night. Yes, I agree. 7.20 is perfect. Let's start at 7.20. Yeah. Is that for TV or is that know, for is it, what are they cr- everyone? Crowd. Everyone. <laughs> the people. Hey, hey, real talk, shit talk. Tom Green from the GWS Giants will be the next Clayton Oliver. Oh, yeah. I think real. I think real. He's probably, like, he's, he's, like, Clayton plays, I I feel like Clayton plays big for his size. Does that make sense? But Tom Tom Green's a genuine big guy, like, big-bodied guy. I thought the the weekend was kind of the bit of the blueprint for him. If he can become that, that real damaging in and around the footy, but then get forward, because he doesn't kick many goals. If he can, if he can build that into his game, well then, yeah, he, he, you know, he becomes maybe a bit more in the, even in the Petrarca mould, you know, where, where he's damaging um, in terms of his impact on the scoreboard as well. But I thought his second half against Bontempelli was amazing. Yep. Incredible. Performance. He's under the radar. And it's, yeah, hard, must be, it's hard for anyone for the Giants though, because no one in Sydney cares. Yeah, I know. They just don't right, care. Is that true? Yeah. And the Western, Western Sydney particularly – just ignores AFL. Right. Mm. Like someone told me actually, you know, Merrick Watts, yeah. who's a comedian friend of mine, yeah. I went for a jog with him the other day in Sydney. He said they should have put that team north of the bridge. Right. right. He said the AFL, it should have been a south and north of the bridge thing. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. So that manly area, yeah. they care about AFL. Mm. And that's where that Sydney, that second Sydney and then team it should really be. becomes a battle of the bridge, doesn't yes. it? Yes. You know, like, so, yeah, okay. yeah, interesting, interesting. Yeah. You thought. went for a jog too, you just dropped that in. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, last one, which has become topical today. There's been a bit of a uh, media war breakout last night. Kane Corns has had a go at a few people that have had opinions on his opinions and he's had a view on it. I'm going to ask the question now. Is it okay in the footy media, Husey, to have an opinion on someone else in the footy media on their opinion? What, is what, that part of the industry? What or round is it? We're, at round, we're coming up to round nine. <laughs> yeah, see, so I've been out of it. Yeah. And, and this is yes. – so I'm fresh in terms of footy 
for the, yep. for the year. And this is what happens. And, and when you've been out of it you've, and you've got sort of clear eyes, you can come back in. Oh. You blokes have lost it. What? <laughs> you've lost it. It's <laughs> round nine. This is what happens. You, you start to go a little bit crazy in the, in the brain, footy crazy, and you just run out of stuff to talk about. So now... You're having an argument about whether you can have opinions on other people's opinions. <laughs> yeah. So you, you've you've actually just hit the you've hit the threshold in the season when your mind's just gone to mush a little bit. Yeah, I think all, all you guys. Yeah, so I on. think that's what's happened. Okay, and having, I've got clear sort of perspective just to be able to tell you. Yeah. Uh, I agree with everything he said, but yeah. I also think you can have opinions on opinions. Think I, okay? I think that. But also, look, Kane Corns, he's carved out a niche for himself. He oh, he's yep. brilliant. Yep. And, and, he's brilliant. And, and well played Kane. Yep. So he's he goes hard and people talk about him and he loves every second of it. <laughs> he he loves Hardwick mentioning him at press conferences, doesn't he? Of course. He, he loves it. And he'd it. love this. He's we're talk, we're, here we go. Yes. We're talking about yeah. him again. There you go. Hey, very good. Thank you for popping in, Husey. Good luck this week for the Blues. Got to win. Got it's a, a must win. <laughs> Otherwise what? It's a must win. What if you don't well, win? The next week is a must win. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Rui, for popping in. Great it. to see you, mate. Great to catch up. We'll have a dinner during the week. I hope you've enjoyed today's edition of Footy Talk. We'll be back again tomorrow as we are to do it at lunchtime. Listener.